Neptune Bottles, the business that never was. Hey guys, today I want to share with you my story of importing items from China to resell, the lessons learned on the way, and how you can implement this stuff to make more quick money yourself. You do not want to miss this one because even if you have zero money to invest, we're going to talk later in the video about how you can still turn this into a hugely profitable business. So my first experience with importing items from China came when I was about 16 years old because I'd heard about this concept of buying items in bulk at a cheap price from abroad and then selling locally or online at a much higher price. But I was 16 and so I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into and so I wanted to start with something that was really low cost just in case it all went wrong. So I went online and found something that I thought most people would be interested in earphones. And so after a bit of research I found a supplier who seemed reasonably trustworthy and so I ordered some and for about 150 pairs of earphones I could get them at £1.50 each. So that's you know about just under $2 so I was pretty certain I'd be able to sell them for at least triple that. And so a couple of weeks later they arrived and I started selling them in school. I even sold a pair to one of my teachers and got some other people selling them but you know there was only a certain amount of people I could sell to at school so it was actually a little while later that I sold the rest of them which is when I listed them on Facebook Marketplace because that's a great way of selling it because it's completely free to reach a lot of people in your local area. Well, in fact, I kept a couple for myself because I actually genuinely like this style of earphones. And, you know, even after all these years, although a couple have broke because, let's face it, they're £1.50 pairs of earphones, you know, I still have a pair to this day. So it'll be a very sad day when the last of those Chinese earphones die. But the point here is this showed me that literally anyone could purchase items from abroad and import them at a really cheap price and then sell them in a market where you can charge more money for them. And not only that, it's a really simple thing to do. And so before we get into some more detailed lessons from selling these bad boys, I'm not sure anyone's ever called colourful water bottles bad boys before, but before all that let's just answer the most basic question so we're all on the same page here. How do you even find a supplier in China to sell you these cheap items in the first place? Well, the good news is there's actually lots of websites that act as marketplaces to connect the suppliers wanting to sell this stuff to us, the buyers. And so the most popular of these is probably Alibaba. And the reason for that is simply because it's got some built-in trade assurance. So if you're a buyer, there's some extra protection. And, you know, it's also very easy to use. So if you're just getting started, that's a great place to go. But there are loads of sites that do a similar thing. But obviously the first thing you need is a product. But for me, I already knew what I wanted to go for because I'd been seeing more and more people with these designer water bottles. Because to me, the idea just made sense. You know, people are becoming more environmentally aware and, you know, trying to ditch single-use plastics, whereas these are reusable. And because they're reusable, people are going to want nicer designs, whereas these were really like fashionable and luxurious. And, you know, it was summer at the time as well, and people wanted to keep their drinks cold, which these could do all day long. So, you know, the idea just made sense. And so when I realized that these designer bottles were selling online for like 20, 25 quid each, and yet on Alibaba, I could buy them in bulk for like two to four pound each, well, the dollar signs lit up in my eyes. But what I realized, of course, is that the reason they were selling for those amounts is because there was a brand attached to the product. And so I knew I needed to build my own brand that was quite a luxury high-end brand in order to be able to charge those kind of prices. That's where I went wrong with the earphones a little bit because, you know, they were just generic, unlabeled earphones. So they couldn't really command a high price. So armed with all these different ideas were in around my mind, I thought, okay, I need to start messaging some suppliers because, you know, there's lots of different suppliers who offer very 
very similar things and you need to be able to compare the difference between them. So what I recommend doing is literally getting a list of all the key questions that you wanna know the answer to and firing that out to a bunch of different suppliers who seem to be offering the kind of thing you want. So, you know, you need to be finding out stuff like the prices, the delivery times, you know, more about them and their company, how long they've been operating, all that kind of stuff. Because actually at that stage, to be honest, price isn't the main thing you're looking for. It's actually more about getting a feel for the supplier. Because like I said, there's loads of suppliers offering very similar things. So you wanna be able to get a sense of, you know, which ones are more trustworthy, which ones actually understand you better and are more responsive because, you know, you're looking to work with them in the long term potentially. So, you know, you're not just looking for the cheapest, most low quality supplier because, you know, that's just gonna cause way more problems. So at this stage, it's about finding the right supplier and then you can negotiate the price later on. So after plenty of messages back and forth with a bunch of different suppliers and asking you know what their minimum order quantity is because remember Alibaba we're buying in bulk here so you know some will want you to buy like a thousand just from your initial order which might not be realistic for you so you know asking all those important questions after I'd done that I found a supplier who was like yes this is the perfect fit so I ordered some samples from them and so whilst I was waiting for the bottles to be delivered I started thinking about how I could actually turn this into a business and first things first I needed a name and so I came up with Neptune bottles because Neptune was the god of the sea so it had that water connection but I thought it sounded kind of powerful you know this was a bottle worthy of the gods and you know remember if you're gonna position it more high-end you can then charge higher prices so that's kind of what I was going for and so then I started doing other stuff like checking if the domain was available checking out you know potential logo ideas and researching different bottle designs I could use to differentiate mine from the competition and so all this different stuff it was beginning to take shape a little bit and I was thinking huh this could work. And then the samples arrived and I'd ordered loads of different designs to see which I liked the most. But luckily, just as I was about to open the box, I thought, wait, I might end up making a YouTube video on this one day. I should probably film this as it'll make good footage to overlay in the video. Nailed it. And look, for legal reasons, I am definitely not gonna say that these two to four pound bottles from China were pretty much identical and the same quality as the bottles that cost like 20 to 25 pounds. Definitely not gonna say that. But I will say that after looking at the samples, I was pretty pleased. And so you might be thinking at this point, well, it all sounds like plain sailing, but the observant amongst you will notice the title says abandoning my business. And that's because when I actually came to sell these bottles from the sample I'd received as a sort of trial run for the business before actually making a big bulk order, well, it was much harder to sell them than I'd thought it would be. And although I eventually did sell them and you know made a profit on them, well, it kind of highlighted that there just wasn't the demand I thought there would be. And this brings us to the golden rule of importing products from China, to be honest, just business in general, we don't decide what the market wants. The market decides what the market wants. And what I mean by this is I was kind of emotionally invested in this specific product. You know, I liked it. And I was just kind of operating on gut instinct with it. And although a bit of that is good, you know, you have to actually be a bit more analytical with it too, I think, you know, and trust the data, not just your own opinion of what you think will work. And so my point here is simply that before going all in with a product, you kind of need proof from the marketplace 
case that it's actually what they want. Because I think if it's the right product, it shouldn't be a really hard sell. And with these, I just kind of got the indication that, you know, it would be quite a tough sell to sell a lot of them. And although there's probably a couple of reasons for that, I think the main one is that I just kind of missed the boat with this. Because by the time I started selling these bottles, or at least selling the samples of the bottles that I'd got, well, there were a lot of alternatives out there because, you know, even supermarkets had started selling their own own brand versions of them. And although they didn't have as good designs, you know, the people who were willing to pay extra for the really nice designs were just going straight to the really established brands who had huge marketing budgets. And so I was sort of stuck in the middle between the two and it was just becoming increasingly hard to compete. And so I still like the product, I just don't think the timing was quite right. And you know, maybe if I had gone and bought more, I would have been able to sell them. But, you know, I think we have to remove our own interests and biases and be a bit more analytical with the whole thing. And, you know, rather than trying to force our way into the market, you know, actually looking for a gap in the market to start with, because obviously that's going to be a much easier starting point. But the good news is this whole experience did teach me a few lessons that I want to share with you guys, because I still maintain that the basic premise of importing items from China for cheap and then selling them locally or online is still a great way to make money. It can definitely work with the right product. And if you're thinking, yeah, but don't loads of people already do that? Well, yeah, they do, that's true. But you know, the fact is most people don't think like that. Although it may be obvious to us that if we can import something at a cheap price and then sell it for a higher price online, that that's just common sense. You know, to most people, they're not thinking like that. You know, your average everyday person hasn't even heard of Alibaba and all this stuff. So, you know, although there maybe is quite a lot of competition, you're, if you can find a, your own niche still, there will always be an opportunity because people always want to buy things online and there's always going to be more people searching for stuff to buy than people actually actively selling it. So let's actually get into some lessons from this whole experience. And the most obvious one is clearly that you need to research the product really in depth before getting carried away with all that other business stuff. And you also need to make sure you get plenty of samples like I did before you know committing to a bulk order because not only can you then and really test the quality of them, you can try and sell those to gauge the market's interest level before committing to a big order because you don't want to get stuck with loads of inventory of a product that people just don't really want that much. So getting plenty of samples and trying to sell them is a great way, I think, of just testing the waters a little bit. And that'll give you a really clear indication of whether you should go bigger or not. And you know, even at that point, you know, start small and scale up. It's very easy to, you know, just buy a small amount and then if they sell buy a slightly bigger amount and keep working your way up rather than just, you know, getting tunnel vision and going, right, this is perfect. Let's buy 10,000. You know, obviously you probably wouldn't do that unless you've got a lot of money lying around. But I think it's very true that there's a, a real need to scale things a bit slowly just to get a feel for it all. Lesson number two is that when you're messaging these Alibaba suppliers, remember to be really polite and professional because although you're messaging loads of different suppliers, you know, remember they're getting loads of messages from different buyers as well. And so even if you're starting with a real small quantity of products, well, you know, if you're talking about having a long-term relationship with them, they're going to be more likely to take you seriously even at those beginning stages. You know, you want to make sure you're on good terms with them so you can build a long-term relationship if the product is right. You know, you want them to want to deal with you. And I know some people will give themselves, you know, titles like head of purchasing when they're really just one person in their bedroom running this whole business. But 
but you know even if you think that's a bit deceptive then you know the key is to actually communicate to them that you want a, that long-term quality relationship and that you are a serious buyer lesson number three is that once you've found a supplier that you like and you've tried the sample product and the market seems to be responding well when you try and sell them you're probably thinking okay i'm gonna go ahead with this product now and that's the point where you want to negotiate because the price is almost always negotiable and so a good little tactic here is to ask them what the price is of a much higher quantity than what you actually want right now. So let's say you want 200 of an item. Well, ask the supplier, what's the price of 3000? And what that's going to do is they're going to give you a price then that's much closer to the actual cost of the item. And, you know, then you've got some, some idea of what kind of margin they're working with. So that might just help a little bit in the negotiations. But the point is, you always want to try and get the best price you can, obviously. And to do that, you're going to have to ask them, oh, you know, we really want to work with you, but we really need to get down to this price for it to be sustainable. And, you know, once they're already a little bit invested in you as well, because they've spent time talking with you and they know you're a serious buyer. Well, most of the time they're going to be willing to make some compromises to make sure you get the deal done. Lesson four, and perhaps the most crucial of all, is to customize the product. Because as we said before, loads of different people are doing this and talking to the exact same suppliers. So one thing you can do is go on Amazon because to be honest, a lot of the products sold on Amazon are literally just things straight from Alibaba. And so, you know, you can go in and see uh, like what the reviews are. So what kind of things are people saying is wrong with the product or they don't like, you know, are people criticizing the quality, the design, are there features that are coming up that seems to be missing? And then you can use all that information, go back to the supplier and ask if they can make some amendments. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but if there are little tweaks that the supplier can make to the core product, which often they can, just to improve it a little bit, well, that gives you a clear, unique selling point against the competition because you've now created a a slightly different product and so you know when it's unique you can charge higher prices okay so once you've actually done all of that and you've ordered your bulk quantity of your new products you're going ahead with well how do you actually sell them and the most simple way is just to start selling them locally so to friends of friends you know list them on Facebook marketplace or Gumtree or Craigslist or whatever your local alternative alternative is where you can list them for free but of course that's only gonna help in in the short term if you're looking more long term and with higher quantities you're almost certainly going to need to sell online the most common way to do that is with an online e-commerce store and the most common of those is a shopify store which i'm sure you've heard of because it's basically the simplest way of doing it no coding required whatsoever However, you will pay to use Shopify because it has some more advanced features. And so if you really are just starting out and you just want to test the waters a bit, well, if you just Google, you know, free online shop, you know, you'll be able to find some alternative that maybe is a little bit more basic, but will give you everything you need to start selling your product online. The problem with having your own shop website though is that just because you've made one doesn't mean anyone's actually gonna look at it. In fact, chances are no one knows to look for it because it's a brand new website. And so you're gonna need to drive some traffic to it. And you know, that tends to involve paying for adverts. So things like Facebook ads or you know Google ads, and the problem is this is all just adding on more costs. So what some people do, rather than making their own online store, is something called Amazon FBA. And that stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that the majority of items sold on Amazon 
aren't actually directly sold by Amazon, there's a third party involved. So Amazon offer this really great service where they let sellers sell their own products on Amazon and they'll take care of most of the hard work because not only will they then provide a platform where your product can be listed so you don't need a website, you don't need to drive traffic to it because plenty of people are already going to Amazon. And so not only that, they'll then ship your product out to the customer when they buy it. And so, you know, this is quite a, quite a good way of getting around that whole thing of needing to make your own shop and then needing to drive traffic to it. The downside though, is that of course, Amazon are gonna be charging you fees for this service and taking a percent of your overall sale. So, you know, both options have their merits. It's a case of working out which is actually gonna be best for you and your business and your type of product. Or in theory, you could try both, I suppose, and then double down on whichever one gives you the best results. But if you're still watching at this point, you might be thinking, hmm, well, this all sounds like I'm gonna have to spend more money than just buying the product from China. So, you know, suddenly this is adding up to be higher cost than you maybe first thought. Well, there is a cheaper alternative and that is dropshipping. Dropshipping allows you to sell an item online without paying anything upfront. You find a supplier in China still, let's say they're selling an item for 10 pound. You then list the item and say someone buys it for 20 pound. And so what you would do then is you would take 10 of that money and give it to the supplier and say, here's the customer's address, please send the item to them. And of course there's 10 pound left over, which you then keep for yourself. It's as simple as that, rinse and repeat. And the reason this is possible is because of sites like AliExpress, which is kind of like Amazon, but in China. So you can go on and without forming any relationships with suppliers or buying in bulk quantities, you can just go and find a product, add it to your basket and get it delivered. So you may be wondering, well, if it's that easy, why did you even try and do the whole Alibaba thing, buying in bulk? Why didn't you just, you know, list the bottles online and then when someone ordered one, go to AliExpress, order one for the customer and you keep the profit? Sounds much easier, right? Well, yeah, it is much less risky and it's great that you don't have to deal with the shipping, but the reason I personally prefer the first method is that drop shipping essentially relies on the end customer not knowing that AliExpress and these similar sites exist because if they did they would of course just skip you out because you're like a middleman basically and they would just go to AliExpress themselves and order the same product there for a cheaper price and not only that it obviously relies on the customer not minding waiting for the item to come from China which is of course gonna take much longer and on top of that as well you know the problem with AliExpress is that if you're only buying one or two items at a time well of course it's gonna be more expensive than if you'd negotiated a bulk discount on Alibaba so the profit margins aren't the same. So here's the upshot with all this. If you find some really niche products that you know people don't mind waiting for, well then you know dropshipping can work. I know some people personally who are making really good money with this. But the main reason I didn't go this route is that with dropshipping you're not really creating any value. And so you know if you're looking a bit more long term, I think to me at least it makes a bit more sense to go the Alibaba route and find a product that you can customize, make it unique, build a whole brand around it, you know, I think that's how you can make more money in the long term. But the truth is both methods can work. So I hope this video has just given you some ideas of what's possible because as I said, literally anyone can do this kind of stuff. You know, it's very easy for anyone to import stuff from China and resell it for more money. It's a proven business method that is making a lot of people a lot of money. So if you can find the right product or the right niche, well, it could be very profitable for you. And look, even if you don't use any of this stuff to make some sort of business or 
make money online? Well, you know, it's still useful to know about AliExpress if you didn't already, because, you know, if you don't mind waiting a few weeks for an item, you can actually get a lot of the same stuff that's on Amazon on AliExpress for a much cheaper price. And the reason for that is because, as we said, a lot of what is being sold on Amazon is literally stuff that's come from AliExpress. But if you're still watching at this point, then hopefully you found this video useful. So please give this video a big thumbs up and let me know in the comments that you watched all the way to the end so I know what an absolute legend you really are. Thanks so much for supporting the channel and I will see you next time. Cheers.